0: you for tuning in to the latest message from island church glory to god but yeah we're going to jump back into our our series here on um on authority amen the authority of the believer and begin to, to talk about who god has made us to be amen amen so we can why you say why we want to do these things so we can start acting like the church We can begin to operate like the church. We can begin to operate like the body of Christ. We can begin to operate like the sons and daughters that he's called us to be, amen, and stop allowing ourselves to get pushed around by Satan. How many of y'all know that each and every one of you, if you're born again, God's called you to be a priest and a king. You say, well, I only thought the priests were the ones standing up here preaching the word. (laughs) That's not what the word says. The word says that you are called to be a priest and a king. You're, you're called to, to release the kingdom of God, to deliver the kingdom of God, and walk in authority as a king. I mean, this is, this is who God has called us to be. But see, we're going to have to learn by the word. We're going to have to dive into the word. We're going to have to grab a hold of these things to learn so we, can, uh, so we can move forward with what God has us. You know, what he has us to do. Amen? Listen, I, I think I'm going to start off with this, church. We need, we need to hear something. I think the church has a problem with this, but we need to hear something. How many of y'all know that, that Satan is defeated? I mean, he is defeated. It's not something that's gonna happen, you know. Satan already is defeated. You know, when Jesus didn't come down here, give up his life, defeat Satan, break the curse, go down into the pit of hell for each and every one of us, allow himself to be resurrected to sit at the right hand of the Father. He didn't do that, so you can walk around here on this earth defeated in everything that you're doing. He didn't do it so you can walk around getting your butts kicked, excuse me, but getting your your hindsight kicked every day by Satan, that's, that's not what he called, that's not what he came down here for. I mean, he came down here to give you the victory, amen, so you could release the victory, so the kingdom of God, the victory of the kingdom be placed here on this earth, and you could walk these things out to where God's creation can begin to operate as he's destined them to be, amen? How many of y'all know the kingdom of God, it never fails? Mm, oh, come on, church. The kingdom, it never fails, his kingdom, it never has failed. It never will fail. And Satan will never have the upper hand on him. You say, oh, well, well, isn't there this, this battle between light and darkness and, and good and evil in heaven and hell? No, there's no battle. There's no battle. You know, Satan thinks, Satan thinks there is a struggle there, but there, there is not a struggle. There's a manipulation going on there, but there is no struggle. I mean, see, Satan thought he'd come in and he'd steal something from God. I mean, he said, oh, I think I'm going to outsmart God. I'm going to come down here and I'm going to manipulate his creation, his people, and I'm going to steal the earth and I'm going to steal his family from him. But I'm telling you, the good news about it is God already had those things sorted even before Satan made his move. Amen. Here in, here in 1 Peter 1.20, it says, He indeed was foreordained. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you through who him, believing God, was raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope or in God. Listen to it out of the Passion Translation. It's powerful. It says, this was part of God's plan. For he, talking about Jesus, Jesus was chosen and destined for this before the foundation of the earth was ever laid. I'm telling you, before the foundation, before God spoke the existence of this earth into, into fruition, he came, you know, Jesus came and said, You know what? I know there's going to be a problem. I know the adversary's coming. He's going to manipulate Adam and Eve. Guess what, Father? I volunteer. I volunteer. I'm going to go. I'm going to go take care of these things. I'm going to go defeat them. I'm going to go take care of business. I will go gain back authority and pass it back down to the church. Even before the foundations of the world, Jesus already volunteered for these things. I'm telling you, nothing takes God by surprise. Satan never took God by surprise. Satan never outsmarted God. It It never happened and never can happen, and it never will happen. Amen. You say, well, why are we talking about these things? Listen, church, for us to walk in the authority that God has has placed, that Jesus has passed over to the church, you're going to have to understand that, that Satan is defeated, that we are on the winning side. We are on the winning team, amen? We are in Christ. If you have become in union, made one with Jesus, listen, you are already the victor. You, you're more than a conqueror is what Jesus calls us. Man, it's not something that's gonna happen. It's something that has already happened. Heaven's already won. Heaven's already won. I mean, the kingdom of God has is is already taken position. Now he's, handed, now he's handed the baton over to the church and said, "Now, now go take my victory. Amen. Now now you're the occupying army here on this earth. Amen. You are the occupying, not, not the conquering army. You're the occupying army here on this earth. Amen. Why is that important? Because he is what backs our authority. See, if you can't understand these things, if you can't grab a hold of these things, if you don't, have, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt... Amen. That that Jesus already won. Amen. He, he's the one that backs up our authority. You can't walk in authority if you if you don't understand that because he's the one that's backing it up. I mean, I'm making myself clear here. I think I, so I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles here. I mean, see, the authority of a loser means nothing. The authority of the one that loses means nothing to the one that's the victor. Amen. In a boxing match, you get in a boxing, you know, they, they go boxing. The one that loses, man, he has no authority over the one that wins. I'm telling you, Satan's the one that lost. He has no authority, church. Amen. He has no authority. Let me say that one for a third time. He has no authority. Amen. The one that has authority is the one that's a victor. His name is Jesus. Amen. he's the one that's passed us on over to us. Listen, he has no No ability to place sickness upon you. He has no ability to get demons to you. He has no ability to hinder you, harm you, steal your family, kill your children, unless we permit it, church. And I'm going to tell you, see, this is a sad truth. Most of the church permits these things because they don't understand that he's already won. See, if you understand that he's already won, listen, you'll start putting your foot down and tell the devil where to go, amen? Why? Because the one that loses has no authority. He can't stand in your face and say, I'm not going to leave if you tell me to leave. Sickness can't get in your face and say, I'm not leaving. He can't do that. It's illegal for it. It has to submit to your authority. Why? Because it's the loser. The curse is the loser. Amen? Sickness, poverty, it's the loser, Amen. It has no authority over the believer. The key is you got to be a believer. Are there any believers in the house today? Yeah. Amen. you got to be a believer. we got to allow these things. See, we got to stop permitting Satan to run roughshod over us, if you all know what that word means. Amen. we got to stop permitting him to run roughshod. See, I, see I, back my, at our house, i got a, I got a beautiful wolfhound. She, she's my baby girl. She's a she's big girl. Now, now I tell you these wolfhounds are probably I've had many a dogs I'm telling you, this is probably the most athletic dog I've ever had in my life you know I can see why I can see why the Celts back in the in the old days when they go into war and they defeat places in Latvia and different places like that you know when they're when they're going they took these they took these wolfhounds with them you can see it in the pictures those wolfhounds are, are running full speed with the Celts you know that are on their horses why because man they knew how to take business I mean they' they are amazing as much as I love that dog as powerful as she is man I would hate to get her on me, you say, "Why is that?" Because I'm telling you, I don't know if I could get her off if she ever did, amen. But see, there's there's a difference there. I have no fear there. Why? Because when I speak to her, listen, she listens. When I speak. She obeys the commands I give her. Not that she don't obey everyone's commands, but listen, she knows who's an authority in that house. Amen? So when I speak, listen, she begins to act. She may not want to do it. Amen? But she, she begins to, I tell her to go get in the room. It's time to go to bed. She may not want to, but what happens? She tucks her tail and she begins to just walk maybe a little bit slower. See, see, that's the way the devil, that's the way the devil does. Amen? But see, you gotta, you gotta see him like that. You gotta look at him like the dog. Listen, if you begin to talk to him with authority, you talk to him with the authority that Jesus has placed on the inside, he'll tuck his tail and he'll He'll just put his shoulders down. He'll start walking away, amen? But see, you got, you got to envision these things. you got to know these things are, are, are going to take place. See, most of the church, we're the ones doing that. We're walking around like, oh, man, poor me. I just, don't, I just wish Jesus would come back because I can't do anything here on this earth. And that's not who he's called us to be. He's saying, walk back with your shoulders back. Yes. Amen? Keep your head up. He goes, I put my power, I put my spirit upon you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, man, it's living in your body. Who are you to be walking around like this? I mean, you ought to be going out there laying hands on everyone out there. We ought to be all casting devils out of everyone. Amen? But you've got to understand your authority before we can do these things. We've got to understand how authority works before we can do these things. Hmm. Authority's powerful. Authority is powerful, but authority only works if you know you're an authority. Hmm? See, authority, it only works if you know you're the one that's in authority. See, Satan, he knows he's not an authority. But he's betting that you don't know that. He's betting that you don't know it. It's time for the church to begin to believe what the Word of God says and begin to operate in everything that he's called us to do. Let's, let's go to, we, we didn't finish off on, on Mark last week. I'm just going to, let me just touch on the end of this here. Mark chapter 16. I think we did two verses out of this. And Mark chapter 16 is a powerful, powerful, powerful verses here. This is the great commission or, or the great permission for us to be the church and be everything that God's called us to be. He told us one of the very first, uh, last things he said to his disciples, his his apostles, as he left this world, he said, go into all the world, amen, what is that, in verse 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, he says, those that believe and are baptized, that are baptized into Christ, not baptized in water, but are baptized in Christ, shall be saved, and then that that believe not, they're going to be condemned, amen, he says, and there are going to be signs that follow the believer, let me ask you this one more time, are there any believers in here? And see, if you're a believer in here, the word says that you need to have signs that are following you. Now, I'm not going to be trying to be hard on you today, but I'm telling you, if you're a believer, he says signs are going to follow you signs are going to follow you. I mean, signs are going to follow you. Signs are going to follow you. What are those signs? He says, in my name. Amen. I not, not just using my name like a genie in a bottle. Not using my name like abracadabra, you know, you know pointing a wand at someone. No, no, being one, being in union with his name. Being one in union with Jesus himself. When you're in union with him, you have the ability to use his name. You can step out and you can use his name. What does it say? You'll cast out devils. You'll cast out devils. Why? Because devils can't stand in your presence when you command an elite when you're stepping into his authority. Amen, when you're speaking on his authority, not on your own authority. I'm telling you, you don't, have, you don't have, you yourself are not more strong and powerful than the adversary. But I'm telling you, when you have Jesus backing up everything that you say, when you're in his name, you will cast out devils and they will flee. It's not maybe they will, maybe. No, no, they will flee. Amen. They will leave. They have no business staying there when you start commanding things. Amen. It says you will cast out devils. You will speak in new tongues. You will speak in tongues. Is there anyone that speaks in tongues in here? I mean, you don't don't speak in tongues. Listen, this is a sign of the believer. I mean, this is a sign of the believer. I mean, we ought to be speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. If you you don't come see us after the service, you will speak in tongues. Why? Because it's proof that we're a believer. It's a sign. He says, you will take up serpents. Now, there can be a, a natural side, and there can be a spiritual side on that. You know, it can be the natural side, just like Paul when he's over on Crete, I believe it was, or Miletus, one of the two, when the, when the viper or the adder grabbed a hold of his arm and he shook him off and, into the fire. And then what did he do? Everyone's like, oh, my Lord, how does this man not die? He must have been a prisoner. that He should, should have got murdered. Now God's taking care of him. Well, when he, when he didn't die, what happened? It opened up the door for him to get the whole village saved. I mean, get them all, get them all delivered. Amen. But see, this also stands for that on the spiritual side, it's this authority that God gave us. He gave us authority back over the animal kingdom again. I'm telling you, is there anyone in fear over animals in here? Anyone in fear over the hogs? Anyone fear over, over lions and tigers or bears or am I? I'm telling you, church, we don't need to be in fear of these things anymore. And you say, well, what are you going to do if a bear comes up to you? Well, listen, you better understand if you're, you're in authority if you're going to start acting like it. I mean, if you don't know you're in authority, you better turn around and start running. Amen. But if, you, but if you know you're an authority, you can speak to these things and it will cease and desist. Why? Because it's the authority that Jesus gave us. Yes. Yes. He says, you will take observe service, you drinkly, deadly thing, it shall not harm you. There's another one that goes spiritual and natural. Amen. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. It just means that you could accidentally drink some poison and you shall not die from it. Amen. Now, we don't go around tempting God. Just like with snakes, we don't, we're not one of those crazy churches that wear snakes around our neck because we're tempting God, showing how cool we are. Now, that's not, not what the word says to do either. Amen. But, but if we do drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. This also means on the spiritual side, if you drink a deadly report, it shall not harm you. How many of y'all sat in front of the doctor and they said, you know what? You have this. You have cancer. You have this disease. You have this going on in your mind. You have this depression. You have this. You have that. Listen, if the word says you, don't have, you may drink this deadly report, but it shall not harm you. Amen? Amen. Why? But you're going to have to use your authority against it. You're going to have to come against it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? And the last thing says, well, we will lay hands on the sick. This is a sign. This is a sign of the believer. It says, You will lay hands on the sick and they are going to recover. You will lay hands on the sick. And as a sign of being a believer of Jesus Christ, the Son, a king and a priest of the living God, it says that you're going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Not maybe, they will recover. Amen. If we can get believers together, they, they will recover. I'm telling you, this is some powerful stuff, church. We need to start grabbing a hold of this. Amen. Now listen, listen. as, uh, as we were talking here, what is, what is authority? It is delegated power. I mean, it's a delegated power. It's a delegated power that's 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 given us to, to to rule. Amen. Now, as we as we've talked about this before, God has given us delegated power, but it's to rule over what? Over devils, demons, sicknesses, diseases. But it's not to rule over our brothers and sisters. Amen. It's to rule over phones when they start when they start ringing in the service. Amen. But He has not given us authority to rule over people. I mean, this. God doesn't act like this to us. Amen. I mean, we, we're not here to, to change people's will or force our will upon someone else. Amen. But we're here to, to force our will upon Satan, upon darkness, upon, upon diseases and anything else that's trying to come our way. Amen. And listen, I also, I also want to ma- mention this point because I don't know if I could stress this one enough. Listen, authority is not your tone of voice. Amen. Authority is not yelling and screaming. This is not, this is not authority. you probably hear me say this a hundred times when we go over this, because I think so many people, they think, as long as I can get loud, man, Satan's going to get scared. You know, but that, that's not how things work. Authority is not is not yelling, it's not screaming. Authority is having a confidence and knowing what has been conferred upon you, amen, and then stepping out and acting. Well, listen, you can you can whisper and be in all kinds of authority. Amen. You can yell and be in all kinds of authority, but it's but it is it is operating in what's been conferred upon you. It's not the, the tone of your voice being loud or not. Listen, listen, now you may get upset. You may get upset with sickness, you may get upset when a devil starts messing with with one of your friends or someone that comes into your church, you may get upset and raise your voice. Listen, I do it all the time because I can't stand the devil. I can't stand what he's doing to people. Amen. It upsets me. It gets me angry at times. Amen. But see, he's not the adversary sickness and disease. they don't get scared of me because I'm raising my voice at them. That's not, that's not what's getting them scared. They get scared because of the authority that's backed by their conqueror. Amen. Let me say that again. They're not scared at my tone of my voice. They're they get scared. They get in fear because of the authority I walk in. That's backed by their conqueror. Amen. And when their conqueror is backing up the words that I say in my mouth, that's what gets them shivering in their feet. That's what makes them nervous. Amen. That's what gets them walking in crazy directions. Amen. To where we can we can continue on and start pushing back. Amen. I'll go there too, Lord. And don't get surprised. Don't get surprised if. Satan tries to come back against you and start pushing back to you. You start trying to walk in authority. You start taking hold of this word. He's going to come and say, you know what, John, do you really believe what pastor's been saying? Do you believe what the word says on these, on these things? I, I know he's been talking about it. I know you th- you've been trying to stand it, but do you really believe it? Now he's going to come back and push you on it. He's going to say, listen, do you really believe it? He's going to try to push you. He's going to try to push you try to get you to do what? To begin to doubt the things that uh, the things that you're that you're desiring to speak out of your mouth, desiring to be led by the Spirit on these things, He's going to speak these things. He's going to push on these things. That doesn't mean you have to yield into it. Amen. What do you do? You just continue to stand firm. You can t- continue to stand firm on the Word of God, and I promise you, He will leave. He will He will exit the premises on these things. So I had a uh you know these same things happen in the natural world. You know, when I started, I had a business. I, I became a business owner. I think about the age twenty-three. And then the first person I hired, he was about a he was about a 56, 58 year fifty-eight-year-old man. He was a great man, great worker. You know, uh, you know, everything was going well for about six months. I mean, that was six or eight months everything was going well and then i hired another guy that was you know, just a little bit older than me at that time he was in his mid-30s and he he came up and and all of a sudden the older man you know he got he got this attitude He's like you know i don't know if that young man has a has enough oomph behind him I and mean, to, to get rid of me and he needs me so what, what happens? he started he started pushing back a little bit started pushing back and I gave him something to do. And he went out, he did half of it and he went home. Amen. I gave him a warning after I got a call from a client. I gave him one warning. I said, listen, we talked about doing this. You said you're gonna get it done. Why'd you go home? Well I had this going, I said, listen, don't do it again unless you unless you contact with me first. He said, yes, sir, boss, not a problem. About a month later, he started pushing back a little bit again. Got another call from a client. Amen. And what happened? I picked up the phone. I said, you are sacked. Amen. Here's your pink slip. Here's your last paycheck. You're done. You don't work here anymore. Well, that's not fair. Listen, church, we need to get into that place when we say something that we do it the first time. So we have this, we have this mentality. We sit there and we talk our kids. We're going to tell them 15 different times to do something and they don't do it. We wonder why Satan doesn't listen to us. You don't even know if you're serious or not. Listen, when we say something, we need to be men and women of our word. When we say something, we need to mean it amen. We need to mean it. I'm telling you, that man, he found out real quick when I said something, I mean, I don't care if I'm 23 years old. I don't care if I'm 24 years old. He found out real quick that I mean, just like my children, when I can look at them across the, across the room, I mean, just cut my eyes off them and they'll stop immediately what they're doing. Why? Because they know I'm serious. They know they don't get one, two, three, four chances. They know if daddy says it, it's going to happen. You know, they, they better straighten up. Why? Listen, church, this is, this is the only way Satan's going to know if you're, if you're telling the truth. We have got to get the place where Satan understands when we're serious. Amen? When you see us, anytime you open up your mouth, you better be serious. Anytime we open up our mouth, we need to be serious. Smith wilkes tells a story. He says, I was sitting there at a bus stop. A lady came by. She, was, she walked in. She had her little, her wee dog with her. She came down and sat, sat on the bench there. And her, her dog's sitting there, you know, you, know, you know, jumping on her, licking on her hand. He's sitting there petting. She is sitting there petting him, saying, you know, you know you're, you're, sweetie, you're going to have to go home. Go home. The bus is going to come. You're going to have to go home. What did the dog do? It sat there. And it was waggling its tail. You know, she's sitting there petting it. She's sitting there petting it. She's sitting there petting it. And she goes, now, I'm telling you, sweetie, you're going to have to go home. Amen. The dog's sitting there looking at her, wagging its tail. Everything's going good. Amen. Well, all of a sudden, the bus rolls around the corner. She stands up and she stomps and says, I say, get. The dog tucked its tail and it got on down the road. Amen. Smith stood up and he said, That's how you speak to the devil. That's how you speak to the devil. Amen. What was he talking about? Oh, you need to stomp your foot, point your finger and raise your voice. No, no, that's not what he's talking about. He's saying, you know, the first couple times your dog knew you weren't serious. Amen. Your do- the dog knew you weren't serious. But listen, when you get serious, the dog knew it. Listen, church, this is how we need to speak with Satan. Every time sickness comes to our door, every time a devil starts coming around us, listen, we need to speak. And when we speak, we have to mean it. Why? Because if we don't mean it, he's going to know you don't mean it. Your dog knows if you don't mean it. You don't think Satan's not going to know. Amen. We got to know that we know that we know and then when we speak, listen, Everything's going to begin to change around you. Amen. You'll see him leaving quickly. You'll see him starting to move faster than normal. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Let's go. Let's go one more here. Let's go one more verse here. In Luke chapter 10. Hallelujah. See, this is what happens when I don't get to preach in the morning down in Dundalk. I just want to go all day here. So, praise the Lord. Y'all still with me? Are y'all good for a little bit more? Now, let's go to Luke chapter 10, another foundational scripture. You say, where do we get our authority? You know, we found out Mark chapter 16, verses 15, that Jesus handed down to us. We found out in Mark 28, 18, and, you know, that, that Jesus handed down to us. Now, here in, in, in uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 19, well, now, let's, let's, let's go ahead and back up to, to, to chapter, uh, to verse 17 here, because this is, this is actually a, a, good, a good scripture here. This is, this is right after Jesus sent out the 70. He sent the 70 out into, the, into the, uh, the neighboring cities. He sent them out by twos, amen? What did he send them out doing? Casting out devils, healing the sick, preparing the way for Jesus, the Messiah, to come into these cities, amen? Now, they returned to him. In verse 17, it says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord... Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Isn't that powerful? Yeah, you know, they're coming back like, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in our name. He says, and he said to them, I beheld Satan. As lightning fall from heaven, he goes. Behold, I give you power, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. for all well, oh, uh, uh, powers of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you or hurt you. Notwithstanding this, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The reason why I want to read that whole thing is, because I want to make the point here. Jesus is such an amazing teacher here. Jesus is a great rebuker, amen. He gets us into the, into the, right, into the right place to where we can fully operate in what the Lord has for us, amen. So you can read this in, in some different translations and many theological notes, and they're like, yeah, they, you know, they're doing such a great job healing the sick and casting out devils that, that Jesus is saying, oh, I even I saw Satan fall out of heaven. That's not, that's, not, that's not what Jesus was referring to if you take a hold of all the scriptures here. You know, Jesus, the, the, the boys came up to Jesus They're like, man, Jesus, check this out, man. All all those devils out there, man, they they ran because I started saying your name, man. I have authority over all those devils. And Jesus said, listen, I saw Satan, that same attitude. I saw Satan had that same attitude. He got drop kicked out of heaven because everything that that the father put on him, he decided to exalt himself up. He got drop kicked out of heaven, and he went like lightning down to this earth. He says, I'm the one that gave you authority. He says, I give, don't, don't be walking around like you're someone great. See, listen, church, we need to hear this, especially in some of these word of faith circles and these faith circles and healing circles, these charismatic circles that we're in. Listen, you need to hear this. It's not you that has these things, amen? Jesus says, I'm the one that gave you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy. I'm the one that gave you the authority to trample on those demons that are walking. On. Don't come up to me bowing up like, like you're something special. Amen. it's my authority. Without my authority, you have no authority. Amen. Without my authority, you have no authority. He says, notwithstanding this, rejoice not that you have authority over them. He goes, be thankful that you're part of the kingdom of heaven. Be thankful that, that as, as we are the church nowadays, that we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. And then when you get thankful for those things, when we get intimate with those things, when we start pursuing the things of God, listen—all these other things, you know, healing the he, he, see most of the church thinks healing the sick and cat, all these things are such big. Those, those are nothing. Those things are nothing. When I mean, we're doing it out of, out of power and authority, that's that's not even ours. It's something that's con, that's conferred upon us. It's, not, it's nothing that you're doing that's great. Amen. It's because He's so great. Amen? That these things should become easy. They should become natural to the believer. It's a sign. These are signs that you're his. Not a sign that you're, that you're the, the super spiritual preacher. You know, the super spiritual you know, person that walks down the street or the evangelist or whatever. No, it's just a sign you're a believer. That Jesus is operating through you. Amen? That he's permitted to walk through each and every one of you. See, this is how signs shall follow you. By his authority. <laughs> By his authority, you walk in under. So, what, what does authority look like? What does authority, what does delegated power look like? I mean, see, a lot of us, we think it's strength, you know, authority strength. If I can get strong enough, man, I'll, I'll have authority over these things, and people begin to look. You know, when we first moved over here to Ireland, we were living down in Dublin. And we lived right on the north side of Croke Park in an in a, in a area called drumcondra And now we were assistant pastors at a, at a church in Smithfield, which was, was right on the south, uh, south side of Croke Park. And, and at this church, you know, uh, Pastor John, he preached most of the morning services, and I do the night services. Why? <laughs> I don't know, I have no idea, I love night services though so. But anyhow, I, I got to do a lot of the night services But So we're on to one of these services And any of y'all know me, I like to be around the church About an hour ahead of time So we can start getting things in order And we and we we head out, you know, it takes We're about three miles away from the church It took us, what, about ten minutes maybe to get there So we left about an hour ahead We're going to get there about fifteen minutes till And we pulled up and there's a stoplight Right there on Jumconja Road going into Smithfield Right next to Croke Park And, and as we pulled up to this light There is a, you know a car in front of me, and me and Kimberly, we pulled up, we stopped, you know, because it's, it's a red light. Well, right when that bright light turned red, there was this little bitty lady about this tall, and then she had something on the back of her, on her back that said Garda on it. And she walked out in the middle of the street, and she threw up her hand. And you know what happened when she threw up her hand? The busiest street in Dublin stopped both ways. This wee girl, this wee girl, she has walked down the middle of the street and the busiest street in Dublin, she stopped. And when she when she put that hand up to say stop, she put that hand up to say stop, everyone stopped. And what happened? 84,000 people started flooding out of Crook Park into the streets. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was like ants going through all between the cars. And you know, I was looking at the camera, I was like, check this out. This is mad, you know. I couldn't believe it. And then about 15 minutes went by and they're still flooding the streets. I'm like, oh, man, hopefully we're not going to be late. 30 minutes went by. 45 minutes, I said, oh, I said, well, I think we're going to be late, you know, and about that time, you know, we, you know, everything led up. We, we got to church, I think, during the first or second song, which is good, because they sang like six songs of the church, so it was it was all right, you know, when we, we came, when we came, when we came in, but but the point I'm trying to make is this, this little Garda lady here that's sitting there telling us to stop, I mean, there's a reason why she could tell us to stop. See, it's not because she had more power than us. See, I was in a car I could have ran her over. I mean there's lorries behind me. They could have ran her over. It's not because she had more strength that she had enough strength she she could step out and say stop. That's not that's not what she wasn't superwoman or a wonder woman. Whatever, whichever one it is. She wasn't one of them. Amen. But she did have a little badge on her. I said God is she had con and Aaron. Amen. She was a, the protector of the peace of Ireland. Amen. Now, what does that mean? That means that everyone in Ireland or in the Republic there, you know, from the Taoiseach down to the doll, down to, down to every citizen, they say, we give them authority to act on our behalf as long as they submit to the law. I mean, as long as it's lawful, they can operate on our behalf and they have authority. And what happens? That means they can flip up their little hand. and That means everyone's going to stop. Why? Because they carry the authority. Anyone here been in the States? No? A few people? Yeah? Well, if you've been into the States, probably most of y'all will probably have a similar reputation to your police officers up here in the, in the North, right? Like our police officers in the States, man, they, they don't play around. I mean, they're very serious about what they're doing because everyone carries a gun over there, you know? So they're, they're very serious, amen? So our, our, our cops over there, they have a gun, guns on both sides, they have handcuffs, they have batons, they have mace, and they have tasers. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're gonna grab something, they're gonna hurt you with it if you try to test their power, amen? Now, we, li- we lived on a little island called Galveston right off the, right off the coast of Houston. And over there, it's kind of like a party place, a lot of gangsters, a lot of stuff going on there. And so our cops were... Extra tough there. They really didn't like to joke around, and me and my family were going out to East Beach one one evening one afternoon, and and this. This guy, we pulled up, and there was loads of people out there. We didn't notice something was going on. We didn't know anything was going on, but we're already in the queue. So we pulled up, and uh, this police officer said, go park over there. And I said, I don't want to park over there. I'm going over here. I want to park over here. He said, I didn't ask you where you want to park. Go that direction now. And I looked over at my wife. I said, I ought to get outside and slap that little man. He was just a, he was just a little, little, little police officer. I said, I ought to get outside and slap him. My, my wife said, just go just go over there and park. So what happened? I put it in drive, and I went forward to park. Now, now I may have been acting like a big, tough guy. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to slap someone. Listen, that was just me acting like a tough guy, because the reality of it, I was never going to get out of my car and put my hands on nobody. You say, "Why is that?" Because see, just like that, just like that, that woman down there in Dublin, he wore he wore a little badge right here too, and it says, "City of Galveston, State of Texas," amen. Now, now I could have probably taken that little guy. Amen. But he had he had fifteen other guys there with them, amen. Now now I may not be able to take all those fifteen, but even if I could have taken those fifteen, listen, you have the whole state of Texas backing those people up. To where if you can take one of them, you maybe take two of them. But listen, they're relentless. It's not going to stop. You will go to prison, amen, for putting your hands on one of those police officers, amen. Why? Because of the authority that they're wearing, amen. I that authority says that they have everything, the whole state backing them up. Listen, church, what I'm trying to tell you is here, we have authority backing us up in everything that we do. You may not have the authority of Ireland, you may not have the, have the authority of Northern Ireland backing you up, but we have the authority of all of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. We have the authority of all of the kingdom of heaven. And I'm telling you, authority outranks strength. It outranks power. See, you can't go to the adversary. You don't go to the devil thinking you're going to flex muscle and get him to do something. You're going to get your, your hindquarters whooped every time. Time. Amen. But see, if you can walk in the authority that Jesus has placed upon you, listen, church, you are going to be victory. You are going to walk in victory every single time. Why? Because see, just like those those officers, we have a little badge that's on us too. Amen. I we, I mean, you know we wear a badge as well. Amen. I now you may not see it with your natural eyes, but we have a badge. So I'll I'll descend I'll with us. Here in 2 Corinthians 1 out I've amplified, it says, He has also appropriated and acknowledged us by His putting His seal upon us, giving us His Holy Spirit in our hearts as a security deposit and a guarantee of the fulfillment of our promise. I'm telling you, the, the, as soon as you get reborn, as soon as you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and submit yourself to him, he gives you the Holy Spirit and he seals you with it. Amen, I it's like a seal. It's like your badge that says, that says, you know, I'm part of the kingdom of heaven. Amen, I to when you begin to speak things. See, it's not just one of the state of Ireland backing you up. Listen, and when you speak, it, as long as you're lawful, that's a good point, Lord. As long as you're lawful as long as you're speaking out what this says amen you have all of heaven backing you up amen that is already defeated amen every foe that's in its path but see we got to speak we gotta get lined up with what this word says we got to know what this word says we got to dig into what this word says why so we know when we speak we can, we can step forward with all boldness knowing that Jesus has our back in everything that we're doing. We, when we go start pointing our fingers at devils, start pointing our fingers at cancers, amen, that these things start running from us. Why? Not because of who you are, but because who is in you, who's backing you up. And I'm telling you, all of the kingdom of heaven is backing us up in everything that we're doing. Amen. Amen. Is that good enough today for you for a, a Sunday evening? I'll... I'll take a stop there. Let's pray, and and we'll dismiss out of here. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, we thank you. Once again, we thank you, Lord, for the authority that you've placed upon your church, upon your body. Lord, give us... Give us a boldness, Lord, to step. I bind this church into the word of God. I bind these people into the word of God. I release them from every, every influence they've had that's got them off track, everything that's made them you know, cower down the corner, and we, we release your goodness, your power, your anointing upon them by binding them to the word, that your word will, will bring forth fruition in the inside of the believer. I thank you, Lord, that we are believers, Lord that there are gonna be signs. There are gonna be wonders. There are gonna be miracles that follow us because we're in unity with you, Jesus. We are a believer. And we thank you, Lord, these these signs will follow us. We glorify you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, not <laughs> we thank you, Lord, not because we're gonna get the glory for it, Lord. But every time we open up your mouth, Lord, the kingdom is gonna be Ignited, The kingdom is going to be released, Lord. Your kingdom is going to be built. Your kingdom is going to grow through the things that you've placed upon us, Lord. So we thank you for it. Lord, we stand on Psalms 91 as is a tradition of this church. And no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge of us to, to bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We thank you, Lord, that we're, we're people, we're children, we're sons and daughters that are committed to the secret place of the Most High. Or we will abide under the shadow of the Almighty, so we glorify you for it. We thank you, Lord, that we're protected in everything that we do. We're protected down the walkways. We're protected down the railways, the seaways, the airways, or the railways, Lord, that no, no wicked plan from a wicked man or the devil himself shall come against us or harm us in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for this church. We thank you for each and every person that, that's here, each and every person you're calling to be a part of this family, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We, we decree and declare that we are history makers, Lord, and world changers in this house, Lord. We thank you for the ambassadors of Christ you've called each and every one of us to be, Lord. Thanking you, Lord. Here at the Island Church, we are covered by your blood. We are empowered by the word, and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the heart of the city on number 20A Queen Street. And we would love for you to call in and join us. Details are on our website at islandchurch.co.uk